Welcome to The Smallest Game in Town, the podcast about the smallest no-limit hold'em poker game in London. Hi, I'm Ray, and I always sit in seat one. Hi, I'm Valerio, and I like to sit in seat two after Ray. So, Ray, what is position? Okay, position at the poker table is very important. It uh, really determines the order in which players act. And if you're the, on the button, you're the last to act. And that gives you a chance to see what everybody else is doing. The only exception to that, I would say, is if you're in the blinds and pre-flop, then obviously you are the last to act. But after that, you will be in the worst possible position, having to act first in each betting round. So pre-flop... It's the big blind that has got position. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, And the under-the-gun player, the player uh, next to Act, has so. got to sort of go out there and he has no information. Yeah. And I think it is about information, isn't it? So if I'm under the gun and I bet, I, I raise, I don't know whether I'm going to get three bet, how many people are going to call me and so on. The big blind has almost paid for the privilege of acting last by putting in there, in our game, it's two chips in the big blind, one in the small. So they sort of prepaid, haven't they? But they only get that position pre-flop. After that, they will be out of position. For all the, the rest of the... Yeah. For the rest of the... Yeah. Then, yeah. At the end, is the, is the worst position for this. If there was just one bet... Mm. probably was the bet, better position but if you're the, yeah if you're on the button you can at least see you haven't paid anything to come into the hand you're the dealer you watch all the players react and when it comes round to you you can make a very informed decision as to how to play the hand and you've been able to do it for free because if you don't like the cards you can just throw them in the big blind has paid for the privilege and then they can decide what to do. So probably the big blind as a position pre-flop is good if you want, to, you got a lot of limpers, you just yeah. want to remove the limpers, make a big bets. And yeah, we, we found this in our game is that we, particularly when we maybe play five or six handed, we can get players who just put two chips in, two chips in, just want to see a flop, don't they? And if you're sitting in the big blind or the small blind with a, a reasonable hand, but you don't actually need a, a really good hand, you can put a big raise in and they've almost told you that they haven't got very good hands because they haven't raised. So, so you can take advantage yeah. of it. And yeah. you can make you know four or five big blinds in, in, uh, without, uh, without even a flop coming. They think he... You got cooler, then you, you got a very bad position. Well, that's the risk, that, isn't that it? Is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we do have people who limp in with actually big hands to try and take advantage of that, don't they? So you have to judge that as it, as it comes. But I, I'm in favour of sort of, at the, until proven otherwise, I take most of what happens at face value. You know, if people are limping, they haven't got great hands. And it's not a big risk because, let's say, someone is limping with a blind sights bet, then you put, like, it's like two chips in our games, yeah. mm. and then you put 12. If somebody is raising you, then you know that 
if you don't have anything, just you extract to steal, then you can put safely. Yeah. It's not a big uh, but loss. But most of the time, everyone folds. And so it, it's only rare then that you, you get caught out because somebody has slow played aces or kings. So, I mean... We, we, when we've been talking about position before, you've, met, you've mentioned it's like gives you leverage. Uh, can you elaborate? On how, how do you mean by that? So what, what I think what, when we speak opposition now, it's more about after the flop. Yeah. Before pre-flop is more like, okay, it's more random. You can decide. But after the uh, flop, if you've got position, so you're the last to decide. You got leverage because you can think, you can see what the other players are doing. Usually, you want to be one to one because you have three, four. This leverage is going to is not going to be super powerful. So if you got one to one, you got someone. You see what is if he's betting or no, if he's passive. You, you know a little bit more. You have more information about the player. Then you you the last to decide. You can take a more informed decision based on your cards and the betting or your opponent. Because you know also the history of the player, then you know the betting pattern. Then you know if he's betting has got a good strength, a good hand. I can fold, or he's checking. Maybe he's checking, waiting for me to bet, and then he's to betting me, raising me. Then you know a little bit how. If you know the opponent, you know, you've got a big advantage because you use your knowledge of that uh, player to your advantage because mm. you are the last to act. If you don't know the player, of course, you got advantage, but it's a little bit less because you don't know, you don't have too much inform information, but it's still an advantage. It's like, really, it's like a, to have a, a lever, something that helps you to to lift mm. a, a weight, no. If you got the right position, you can lift it. I easily, think, you know? yeah, I think you're right. I think um, one of the things I have found is that when I'm out of position, I'm the first to act. And the classic case might be if there's just two people in the hand, but I'm first to act, and I'm I'm hoping for a flush, and the other guy is betting, and I'm calling, hoping to get the card, and we get to the river, and the flush card comes. Well, he know he know he. I have to go first, so if I check, he's he's just going to check behind, yeah. um, and uh, if I bet, he's probably going to fold. So, uh, in its simplest form, you, I just I, I make my hand, but I don't make anything from it, you know, because I'm I've got to act first. I mean, that hand we had um, on Friday where we were four of us playing, and I was. I was second to act and I made the nut flush on the flop but it was actually very hard for me to bet it and, and get anything out of it because uh, everybody could it was for obvious what I had you know and so um, I think mm. um, equally when you're last to act in that situation you can throw your hand away when the guy bets big and the flush card comes if you can rule out bluffing, you know, but uh, it, it, that's the only situation there. But he's de he he's had to show how strong he is, and you can you can therefore lose less when you're behind, and and make more when you're ahead. 
Yeah, I, I think also the kind of cards you play, let's say you are in the big blind, and someone from the bottom always raise from the bottom, mm. and you got a small pair. Let's say you call from a small, for a big blind with a small pair, and it, it, the question is, is it worth? Because you don't have a position. Mm-hmm. And uh, now having position, what you do? If you hit your set, you dream, flop, what are you going to do? If a race, you let the, uh, the, opponent, the player know that you, you got a set, yeah. then it's going to fold. If you check, the other one is good. maybe it's going to check, uh, you are not do, uh, to extract enough value. Or he might take a free, just take a free card and hit, free, hit yeah. his hand he on the to, turn. Yeah, yeah. check. Then he, maybe he's going to eat uh, a, a straight. Yeah. Then you say, okay, you bet now. If he didn't eat the straight, maybe he's going to fold. And then if if eat the straight, you're going to lose some chips. Then mm. uh, it's very hard to play. Also, you've got a good hand to extract money, to extract chips from a good hand. Then Yeah, I think, I mean, I have played quite a lot of tournament poker online and uh, you learn fairly quickly uh, that playing sort of small pairs out of position is a is a way to to just lose chips and you're better off negating position by going all in uh, because once you go all in position is irrelevant you know um, and uh, you you've you've leveled up that that particular aspect of the playing field but we play a hundred big blinds deep so you're not going to do that in mm-hmm. our game, are you? But I think it's also a combination, not with the opponent and, not, and, and your cards. Because you, let's say from the bottom, there is a maniac with a continuation, mm. but you got a small pair. Why not? I didn't try the sets because I know that he is not going to fold. He's just going to bet like crazy. Then if I hit my set, no matter what, he's not going, he does, he, he's not going to care about it. He's just going to bet like crazy. Then why not? Any pair, a small pair is good mm. with that, that kind of, of guy. Someone that is more maneuvering, more impeditable, then you are not going to be paid off because it's just going to fold. It doesn't have anything. Mm. Then it's more... Sometimes with a maniac, also, if he has got a posi- position on you, sometimes it's not, it's not what. It's just because you, you, your big hand is going to pay off anyway. Yeah. That's why it's good to moderate your hands when you play. Don't play like crazy every hand because you, you, you're not anymore taking advantage of position. Yeah. No, I mean, I think what we've seen in our game is several ways that people try to challenge position and try and... Because I think we all inherently know it's uncomfortable being first to act and we've got players who who donk bet and and, and sort of grab the betting lead after calling a raise and then in the next betting round they they bet out and that is a feature of our game we also have a little bit of check raising going on which is also another way of challenging the, the position and then also we have people in who you reach that blind on blind situation where the small blind can challenge the big blind, if, particularly if the big blind is passive and is only going to stay in with good cards mm. and still they're blinds. But I think um, we're probably going to cover those sorts of aspects in later episodes. Mm. Uh, so I won't go in, we won't go into those here. I should say how we actually choose hand, uh, choose where people sit and we, 
We have the same seat positions for the whole of the evening. We draw cards at the beginning. I'm always seat one, just because it's easy for me to sit at the end of the table to get drinks and things. And then the remaining cards are are face down and players can select where they want to sit, picking a, a card at random. And then that is their seat for the whole of the evening. Yeah, before I was hoping to have you on my right. <laughs> and now I realize that I like to have Mark. <laughs> this is my... I want to have Mark on my, my, my right. And, why, and Carl, why, why, and why, on my why do you want Mark, who plays a lot of hands, So Mark say. plays yeah. a, a lot of uh, hands. He's quite fish. And really, when you eat your big hands, you make campaign off if you don't you you're not good to lose a lot of chips you are careful just because he's not betting big then it's quite predictable now if he doesn't change it's like playing him he's just playing with the you can see his cards practically and yeah that's, that's, you have to be careful he has to change really has to change yeah. because definitely we we know exactly what he has now. I think he probably knows that we know yeah. now. So yeah. I think he He's probably change. will change. I mean, and having a predictable player on your left is also. I, I get. I get that. Yeah. I mean, you hate having me on your left because I'm going to. I'm going to mix it up. A yeah, bit we with you, we, we were thinking about this position is com- combined also with knowing the opponents. Of course, if just... you, in a way, if you know that, say. Let's supposing I was a maniac who would raise every time, I mean, three bet you every time. If you know that, and I'm sitting on the left, well, you can adjust to that. You yeah. can play only really good cards. You can you can be prepared to yeah. four bet me sometimes. You're, you're yeah. ready for Practically, it. Practically, I am waiting for the monster. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just one end is enough. He's got only in, then... Wait yeah. for the monster. Exactly. Just one end. I need. That is the great it. thing about No Limit Hold'em is that you know you can you can have a terrible evening losing yeah. all the time and then suddenly have one hand that you win, yeah. um, and everything is great. And I, so I think having it's almost like having an unpredictable player on your left is the worst situation. Is the worst situation to uh, to be in, isn't it? So um, definitely because you don't have position, he's unpredictable. Then it's got to be yeah terrible. That's why you want on your left someone that is passive, tight. Then it's it's hmm. much easier. Well, I mean, I I like to open with a raise, so I'm always nervous that somebody is going to three bet me, and uh, so if I've got somebody sitting you know, on my left who can do that, then that does affect how I play. The, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thought about how far can you take position, if you are on the button, do you think you can open the betting with any two cards? But I think it depends on your, the opponent as well. But if someone is three betting you continually, then... Probably, I don't say continue because, but you you want to start with good hands with someone that is aggressive, then you mm. tie it up a little bit. But someone that is always folding. So if not? the blinds were really passive and folding a lot always of the time, folded, why not? And it's folded round to you, 
you could raise with anything. And also with 72 unsuited at yeah. this point, because it's folding. You know that it's folding. Or if it's calling and then it's passive in the flop, then Probably it's going to it do the continuation bet. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen you do that. <laughs> yeah, if you are in a big blind, I'm more picking what I'm, I'm selecting now. You notice mm. this. It's so evident. But if it's like Carl on my left, I can pick up any card probably. But you, when you are at the bottom, you got a small blind and a big blind. Then you are now going to have in our table, you don't have two passive yeah. tight players. Then you are going to have always a wheel that is calling, it's a little bit more tricky. Mm. And also having a mark on your left is a little more tricky because you are not, but you are in position against against Mark, as we say, then it's it's easier yeah. to play because it has got a very fixed way to bet, uh, predictable way. So what you're saying is, is that use position with your observation of the other players and how they play mm -hmm. to maximum effect. Yeah, it's a nice combo, I think. Observation and position. Yeah. I think it's okay. 